Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and it is a beautiful Monday morning. And I think if you're on Facebook, you can't see my face all the way. There we go. All right, we are out here. This morning, we are talking about um, the cost of inaction, feeling stuck like Chuck and like, what the fuck? Um, If that's you, if you feel like you have been running an uphill battle for a long time, or if you are feeling like, I don't understand why this isn't working, or if you feel like everything that I do try doesn't work, or if you feel like, man, like I just keep going around in circles and everything that I try, nothing nothing ever works out for me, or I can't seem to get over this block. I think I'm going to use the term block. Mindset blocks are something that I help women with and it's something that I, why? Because I had the biggest mindset blocks and I still have them. But once you start to realize that it's nothing that is real, it is all that is perceived, you have so much more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You have so much more uh, e- e- tools, more resources, resources, a better understanding. It's just better all around when you understand that what is keeping you stuck is not actually real, you know? And I talk about this a lot, but for whatever reason, this is just what was on my heart this morning. I wanted to talk about like 30 other different things. And everywhere I turned this morning, I kept hearing um, people talking about identity, 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 how you see yourself. Um, and so um, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. Spirits talk and I'm going to listen. So identity has a big role about why we feel stuck, but um, I've already talked about identity on my other page this morning. So for the podcast this morning, I want to talk about the cost of your inaction and the reason why most people are, are feeling stuck, are not living lives where they feel fulfilled or not feeling living lives where they feel happy, proud, satisfied, whatever words that you want to put in there. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't have anything to look forward to. Um, believe it or not, one of the biggest things that that you can do for yourself, for your friend, and one of the biggest things that I um, do, help my clients do is I'm just like, hey, I need you, I need you to 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 look and and dream and consider and create a future where you actually come out on top, where you actually win, or a compelling future, or something to look forward to, because what happens more often than not is we get stuck. And our usual cycles and patterns because we are creatures of habit and it just makes sense. So if you um, have been stuck in survival mode for a long time, um, just because you get out of survival mode, it will be much easier for you to go back into survival mode because that's just kind of like the way that your your mind is used to functioning. And if you have stopped, like I did at some point this summer, if you have stopped creating a future for yourself that is just over the moon, exciting, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know why I don't have words this morning for you guys compelling, exciting, something to look forward to. When you stop having that, you stop having the willpower, if you will, the motivation to move forward. One of the best examples that I've seen is when people have vacations. You ain't never seen somebody so excited to work or to get out of work on time, clean their house, pack their clothes, do all of the things that they need to do to prepare for a vacation. Why? 
because they know in just a few short hours, a few short weeks, a few short months, they are going to be in paradise or they are going to be in a winter wonderland and they're going to be somewhere where they don't have to worry about anything. Their soul is at rest. They're happy. And that makes you happy, right? That makes you want to keep moving. But what happens is, is that we stop putting those things in our forefront. We stop seeing those things as possibilities. Or let's just be real, when you're so busy or if money's tight, you can't really think about anything else other than I gotta get out of this situation. I gotta get out of this situation. And what that does is that creates the hamster wheel of staying in survival mode. And so I wanna talk to anyone that feels like they are in the hamster wheel of survival mode and what you need to do to get out of it. Um, But I did want to, to, to shed light on the fact that you'll get out of survival mode a thousand times faster if you can create an image for yourself that is compelling enough for you to want to not just make it to where you make ends meet, not just make it to where your head is above water, not just just enough, but to where you're actually thriving on the other side. That's exciting. Getting out of debt, that's cool, but it's not exciting, right? Um, paying off, well, that that's a thing. Um, getting out of, you know, the 200 pound zone, which used to be my goal for a lot of women and it still is under 200 club, right? Um, That's exciting, but you know what's even more exciting? Being comfortable in a bikini. You know what's even more exciting? Having, oh my gosh, one of my clients messaged me this weekend. Actually, I think she put it in the Facebook group and she was like, yo, my husband has been chasing me around the house and I can't like, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe I like, I didn't made it this far. And when she started with me, it was just, oh, I want to lose a little bit of weight or I'm not going to, you know, go too hard at the gym. I'm not going to go crazy tracking my food. Just help me lose a little bit of weight. And because her future that she saw for herself wasn't super compelling, it was just, oh, I need to lose a little bit of weight and I can't do it on my own, whatever, I'll hire you. But once she started getting into it and I started showing her what was possible like hey you can do push-ups hey you get to squat with the barbell hey your butt gets bigger hey all this stuff now she's got this compelling thing to work towards and now with her husband chasing her around the house it's like yo our sex life is gonna come back we've got two young kids that's a compelling future but when we are stuck in survival mode it's very hard to think about compelling futures uh, it's very hard to think about anything better than what we have because we're so stuck and and just seeing all that we have and it's very demotivating or demoralizing so that's you today's podcast is for you now let's say you're not in survival mode let's say that you're just kind of like like you're not struggling to make ends meet um you're not in a a relationship that your safety or your your mental capacity is being stretched um safety being stretched i told y'all i don't have words today um you're not in a danger zone you're just kind of stuck so the reason why people in these situations have time have a hard time making changes is because comfort is always going to come first Yeah, better life sounds cool, but comfort sounds way better. And again, the reason why is because they're not thinking about things as how they could best possibly be. At the beginning of this year and the beginning of next year, I'm gonna do, I did this year and I will do again a course, a mini course, it was three days long, I might make it to four or five, I'm not sure, but it's called Exponential Abundance. And the reason why I created that course is because I wanted to open up the piece of your mind, like that imagination, that child in you that used to dream and dream big that you've forgotten about. And if we can tap back into that piece of you that could imagine, right? Like what if your day did just go amazing? What if you went to the drive-thru and somebody paid for you? What if you went to the grocery store, you know, and all your favorite wine was on sale? What if everything that could go well did go well? 
And most people will be real quick to be like, well, Bonnie, that's not real life. That's not how that happens. I know. I know. You know why it doesn't happen? Because you don't think that it could. You don't think that it should. And you don't walk and move with the type of energy where you're expecting and where you are inviting and where you're anticipating good things to happen. Instead, you're much like how I used to be where I'm expecting and I'm anticipating bad things to happen to me. The other night, not the other night, a few months ago when I was having one of my late night God, why me talks and I was walking by the lake and the moon was on the lake. It was so beautiful, but I was still very sad. Um, God was just revealing a lot of things to me. And I um, I got my word out there on the lake listening and just feeling it in my spirit. Like, yeah, that's where, okay, I see. Okay, got it. Sorry, thanks for the reminder. And as I'm walking home, I noticed that I kept looking everywhere for a snake, everywhere. Yes, I live in Florida. Yes, I was by a lake. So yes, there should be snakes. However, on the way home, I got you know a reminder. God was like, you're always looking for something to go wrong. Always, Bonnie. You are always looking for snakes on the ground because, you know, you think that you're being safe, but it's literally your way of being. You're always expecting things to not go well. (sighs) Yikes. And I'm still kind of that way. I'd be lying if every time I got a message from somebody in my team, low key, I'm like, they're going to quit. They're going to quit. They don't want to work for me anymore. They think that this is stupid. They're exhausted. I'm asking too much. Literally, that's what my brain is. And I have to reprogram that and remind myself like, hey, Bonnie, good things can happen. What if she got, what if they're messaging you with amazing news? What if they're messaging you with with the best news ever? How about you start thinking like that? And I can already hear the rebuttals to that. Well, Bonnie, what about if you get disappointed, always expecting good things to happen and they don't? It's a very, very, very good point. But to that, when I get into the notes for today, the three points, you'll probably see why you need to not do that. Um, Here's the thing. In life, more good things happen than bad. I don't give a fuck what you say. More good things happen in life than bad. You woke up this morning. That means your lungs are still working. Um, If you didn't wake up in a sweat, means your AC is on. Hey, congratulations. You have, you know, cooling and heat. And if you're up north somewhere, you woke up warm. Hey, congratulations. You have heat in your house. Um, your eyes, can you see me? You, you have you have perfect vision still. Nothing flew into your eye, right? You can hear me? Wow, there are some people that can't hear and I'm one of them. I have really poor <laughs> hearing. By the time I'm like 50, I will, I, I'll probably need a, a hearing aid sooner than that in both ears because I'm the kid that used to stick the Q-tips deep, deep into their ears and still do because it feels good and other reasons. Um, <laughs> But everything that goes well for you is a good thing. We've just learned to take it for granted. Your car starts, congratulations, you have a running car and you have gas to put in it. Even when you don't, even when, you're, when you only have $2 to put in, even when you gotta put your gas in your credit card, congratulations, you're resourceful, you found a way. So when you look at light through that lens of there are always more good things happening than bad, You don't get mad or disappointed when you expect for something good to happen and it doesn't, right? Because too often we lean towards the tendency of, well, this bad thing happened and it totally just overcast every other good thing that has happened. Me this morning, okay? I made a reel about the MyFitnessPal and trying to show people how to like uh, create their own meals since uh, MyFitnessPal took the the barcode scanner off because they hate people. Just kidding, because it's a business. You gotta make money. And um. I made that reel 
and I went to go post it and it got stuck in the drafts. Like it wouldn't load on Instagram. Like it, no matter, I couldn't tap it. I couldn't like delete it and try again. It wouldn't load. So then I tried to do it again and now it's got two loading reels not going. And so then one did start to load and I realized, oh, I didn't put the music on there. I took the music off. I need to go back. Like it was just this whole thing and this, it, it was so aggravating. And, and then the, the apps kept closing up and I'm looking at the time and I was like, okay, I got to get my 10 before 10 items done uh, so that my business can run like a business. And okay, I got to get my breakfast done. I got to get calls. Like I have stuff to do. Why is this taking too long? And then I just let out, what the fuck? I got really mad. And then I was like, hey, Bonnie, <laughs> had to come to Jesus moment. I was like, this is just an app and you've got a good chance that your video would do well. And you also have a very good chance that it won't do well. Either way, it's not going to make or break you. Go get in the shower, go about your day, come back and try this again. I got so mad. I've had such a good morning, but that one little thing that threw off my morning just got me really, really mad. And I realized like you're going to let this, like your schedule being off a little bit get you this mad. No, we're not. No, we're not. So I'm going to hop into the notes now so you can wrap it up. 11 minutes of me just yapping. But I hope that 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 at least gave you a nice frame of reference to the fact that more good things happen to you than bad. We just tend to dwell on the negative more often than not. So getting into the point of today's podcast, uh, the cost and inaction, how can you actually um, experience, because we're doing a glow up workshop tomorrow, how can you experience a glow up in your life? How can you finally get through uh, those barriers, those mental blocks so that you could be on the other side, so that you could be shining, so that you could be glowing, so that you could be abundant, so that you could be happy, you could be thankful, uh, confident, uh, sexy, I don't know, all the things that you want, healthy, fine, fit, successful, abundant, I don't know, whatever you want, whatever a glow up looks like to you what it takes to to get that. So first thing I want you to realize is that you don't have it because yes, you think about what it would be like to have it probably, right? Oh, I want this, I want a better job, I want a better relationship, I want more confidence, I wanna feel skinnier, I wanna feel healthy. You think about those things um, and, it, and it sounds good. You probably don't spend enough time thinking about how good they are. Otherwise, you would have started and, and probably stuck to a little bit, bit better. But let me let me ask you this. How often do you think about the cost of you not doing something about it? How often do you think about what will happen if I do absolutely nothing and stay exactly where I am? Now, I started off this podcast by saying that a lot of people would choose comfort over anything else be, and because comfort is comfort. Um, and that's cool. Awesome. While you were in your state of comfort and you just decided like, well, if I don't lose weight, whatever, it's not like I'm losing anything. I've been fat my whole life, whatever. Well, if I don't start working on my self-esteem and confidence, uh, whatever, I just, I won't get promoted. It's fine. I've been, you know, taking crappy jobs my whole life. It's nothing. Well, if I don't, you know, whatever the, the, the incentive is, right. And, and you, and you've told yourself, if I don't do it, it won't be that bad. Taking a huge U-turn from how I what I was just talking about, I want you to think about how bad it could actually be, because that's the reason why you haven't made a lot of a lot of movement. It's because you're not thinking about what is the worst case scenario if I don't do anything about this. For me, I remember I had a wake up call, not a wake up call, but it really hit me. I've worked at a lot of different restaurants, and we've had women there that were like in their 60s and 70s still waiting tables. And they weren't just waiting tables because they were like, you know, uh, uh, retired and loved the work environment because restaurants are not the fun place to work if you're retired, like Publix maybe, Walmart possibly, restaurant, hell no. Um, 
And I would see these little old ladies like just scooting across the restaurant, not able to go very fast at all, not able to carry the heavy trays of food, looking at their guests sitting here like, oh my gosh, like she's such a nice lady, but it's taking us forever to get served. And I'd be like, why are you still here? Well, I've got to support my kids and I got to support my grandkids. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? So for me, I was like, this is not, this can't happen. This can't happen. We can't stay here waiting tables. This can't happen. So I want you to think about what what would be the worst case scenario for you if you never took any action on the things that you keep starting and stopping or the things that you say that you want, but yet you're not like really compelled enough to take action. If you never figure out how to understand macros, nutrition, meal logging, um, just anything, right? If you never actually learn and you keep doing these little Octavia's, a thousand calories, get the fuck out of here, stupidest shit I've ever heard of. Or if you keep doing these little um, like, things that give you results for a little bit, but don't actually teach you anything, what will happen? You will keep repeating the cycle of dieting and then falling off, dieting and falling off, working out and then falling off because you haven't made it a lifestyle. Let's do another example. What will be the cost of you not pursuing that podcast that you wanted to start or that business idea that you wanted to start or uh, what else do people like to do? Because Bonnie, those you just named your things. Shut up, Bonnie. Hey guys, this is a backstage uh, pass to what goes on in my head and how I talk. But think about it. The things that you said that you wanted to do, what is the worst case scenario if they never get done? Will you end up just like your mom, who you low-key look at and kind of pity or you're kind of frustrated with her because she didn't do anything or she didn't do the things with her life that she said she wanted to do? Will you end up like everybody else at your church who doesn't... Uh, do anything outside the norm or just stays colors in between the lines because they've created a culture of conformity when God called you to do something bigger than what they're doing, but you're so worried about what people think of you? What will that feel like? What will be the cost of your inaction? Really think about it. Really think about whether you're willing to sit and deal with the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of regrets. Doesn't sound like a good time. So here are my three <laughs> tips for um, not feeling stuck like Chuck and the, 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 the movements, the actions that are going to actually move the needle and help you cross over from, from barely surviving to thriving, from, from, from not feeling yourself to glowing the fuck up in all areas of your life. So number one, the first thing that you need to do is actually just make the decision. It sounds easier said than done, or it sounds very like, yeah, of course you just make this decision, but I mean, really make the decision. There's a difference between taking action based off of fear or based off of someone coercing you into it or um, obligation, right? I'm running a challenge right now and I have messaged probably every single female and my friends on my Facebook Bonnie Patterson page, my Facebook Siobhan Bonnie page, my Instagram Mind and Body Fitness, my TikTok Mind and Body Fitness. Like I'm messaging everybody who may want an opportunity to learn how to glow up in their, their health, their, their fitness, their mindset, and ultimately their whole life. And um, there may be people who feel obligated to do it because they're like, ah, I watch your lives all the time, whatever, or because you know me or just because I asked. You don't really want to do it, but you said yes. That's not making a decision, okay? A decision is one like, okay, I am going to get this gym membership. I am going to start this program now, even though I know it's the holiday time and I want to wait till January, but I'm going to make the decision to do it now. I am going out to eat with my family. And even though I know that we eat a lot of fried foods, I'm gonna eat less fried foods, or I'm gonna not eat any tonight, whatever. You're making a decision. 
Because once you make that decision, what you do, it's almost like your biochemistry changes. You go from feeling defeated, you go from feeling powerless, you go from feeling like, oh, nothing matters to, I'm making the decision to do this. I'm making the decision to drink water before my coffee. I'm making the decision to go get my morning walk in, even though I would love nothing more than to come home from the gym and immediately start work because I'm a freaking workaholic and I'm in love with my business, but I'm gonna make the decision to go make sure I get my steps in first thing in the morning, listen to a podcast and fill my cup before I attempt to fill others. These decisions show my willingness, right, to commit to the desired outcome that I say that I want. I do not want to become someone, I don't want to become me last year where I was so absorbed in my work that I didn't leave this chair and consequently I ended up gaining a lot of weight. So me getting up and taking that walk in the morning is me making a decision and it is it is showing my willingness to follow through on my goals, okay? So that's number one. So many of you guys have not made the decision and you think you have. You're like, well, I signed up for your six-week challenge. Cool, I'm gonna get to the next part on that about you know the next step, right? Um, but some of y'all haven't made the decision. You're like, oh, I wanna lose weight. And I'm like, well, do you need help? No, I'm gonna do it on my own. And then you don't really like create a plan. You don't create a strategy. You don't join a gym. You don't sign up for like um, those fitness apps at home. You don't commit to anything. You haven't made the decision. You just kind of like, uh, I'm gonna try this out. That's not a decision. Right? That's like saying, oh, I'm going to try to go vegan. No, I'm deciding to go vegan. Do you see the difference now? So number one, you need to make a decision. It solidifies your willingness to commit to the desired outcome that you hope to achieve. Number two, intention. So let's say you did. Let's say you did. And right now I'm coming for all my ladies in my six-week challenges or in my one-on-one coaching. You made the decision to join. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. I see you. I love you. I believe in you. But what was your intention? Was your intention just so that you could say to like, oh, I joined Mind and Body Fit. I'm a part of Mind and Body Fitness now. I'm with Coach Bonnie. Or or was it so you could show your family like, look, I'm trying, blah, 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 blah. What was your intention? Because a lot of times we make decisions, right? Like we've already covered that decision is the thing that solidifies your willingness to, to meet the goal. But what about your intention? Did you start the six week challenge with like the intention of I'm going to work out every day and log my food every single day, right? That's a crazy ass intention, but at least it's an intention. Some people start and their intention is very low. Like, well, I'm just going to do the best that I can, even though the best that I can, I know, um, isn't really, you know, I I don't really mean it the best that I can. I mean, like, I'm not going to do well, but I'm going to say that I did the best that I can so I can feel better. If that's your intention, girl, like, no wonder you're not getting the results that you're wanting. There's a lady I'm talking to in the DMs right now on TikTok, and she's saying she reached out, um, and I was like, what's going on? She's like, I work out, but I'm not happy with the results that I'm getting. And I was like, can you send me what you're doing for your workouts? And I looked at it, and I honestly wanted to ask, like, what was your intention with these? And this isn't to make anyone feel bad, but this is just to point out the fact that, like, if you don't know what you're doing, you need to ask for help. But again, her intention may have been, it looked to me like she just wanted to be active, and say that she did an exercise because those were not effective exercises. How would she know though, right? That's why she reached out. But I'm making a point. When some of you, you're like, all right, I made the decision to join the gym. High five. Now you're in the gym. They offered you a free training session, which every gym does. Every gym offers a free membership, but you're afraid to take it because you don't want to get sold. But yet you say you want to reach your goals. Don't get me started. So you go into the gym with no plan, with no strategy, with nothing, and you have no intention. The intention was just to show up. In the beginning, that's great. First day, second day, first week, second week. Yes, just show up. By week three, though, I'm going to need you to have some intention. 
Are you going in there with the intention of losing weight? Are you going in there with the intention of really pushing yourself in the workouts? Are you being intentional in your movements? Are you just going in for a participation trophy? Are you just going in so you can take a selfie and post it on the internet and be like, look, I'm trying. Where's your intention? Because when you are crystal clear about the intentions and the things that you hope to your, the desired outcomes, that's when you start manifesting things. I can see it in my business every week. When I start the month or the week off with no goals other than I hope we get some new clients, there's no intention behind it and I have shitty ass months. When I start my months with, we, I want to reach that goal. It's usually out of control, a really big goal, but you know what? I've set the intention, so now I'm moving towards that goal. And if I don't hit it this month, guess what? Same goal next month. I'm going to try this shit again, right? I'm setting the intention. So much more results are produced when there's intentional effort versus I'm going to just show up and let's just see. I'm just going to throw some shit at the wall and hope it works. I'm going to do 10 jump squats and and maybe uh, a kettlebell swing incorrectly. And hey, well, I did it. Like, okay, cool. I'm proud of you. But if you've been doing that kind of behavior for years, don't wonder why you're not getting the desired result that you say that you wanted. There's no intention behind it. Okay. That's literally how you manifest things. Okay, it doesn't have to be all super spiritual and weird, but it's the intention that you set into your days, your weeks, your months, your life. And number three, the last thing I'm going to tell you, I'm going to wrap it up. Ooh, short podcast is positioning. Have you positioned yourself to make sure that this desired outcome actually happens? What do I mean by that? Number one, when I get a new um, one-on-one client, the first thing that I will tell them is like in our first uh, coaching call, if we're doing like life coaching, I was like, I need you to set up the conditions for your success. What do you mean by that? But I'm like, okay, so if you are scatterbrained and you are overwhelmed with life, I need you to go into your house. I need you to look around and look at what is something in your physical world that you can organize so that you can one, feel like you made a win. And two, it can take up some, like you can remove that rent from your head or that space, right? It's no longer taking up space in your head right? Do you have junk drawers all over your house? Or you have closets where stuff is just pouring out? I know that those things may not feel like they um, affect your life. However, when you sit down on a Saturday afternoon, right? And I can relate. And you've got all this work to catch up on, housework, uh, business work, family, friends, whatever. Uh, The first place your mind goes to is, well, one, I don't want to do any of that. What can I do? So you think about the junk drawer, you think about the closet, and the closet's overwhelmed with stuff. and, And because that's overwhelming, now you're overwhelmed and now you don't do anything. Now nothing gets done. Okay, let me give you another example. Your emails, your emails are cluttered. Your your phone is cluttered. All these things that are cluttered literally just add to some of the anxiety in the back of your head because it's just one more thing in your life that is unorganized. So positioning yourself for success may look like clearing the clutter. Another way that you can position yourself for success is to actually, um, I was telling uh, one of my newest clients about this. I was like, who have you told that you started this journey? And she goes, no one. And I was like, why not? She's like, because I don't want to be embarrassed if I mess up again or if I don't stick with it. And they're going to be like, oh, you're doing another diet. And I was like, "Um, first of all, we don't do diets. Okay. We are creating a new lifestyle for you. So let them tell that. Tell them that. (laughs) Sorry. So there's that. Um, But the other thing is I was like, oh, man, you are literally setting yourself up for failure because Now, nobody knows that you're trying to make better choices. So when you do go out, someone might order for you what you usually get. And and because you haven't told them, you don't want to say it in front of everybody. So you're going to take it and, and drink it or not drink it or eat it or not eat it, right? And so now you're not set up for success, right? 
Um, if your homegirls know, like I, I literally, when I said, um, this is literally the steps that I did last uh, in 2020, when I was like, I'm going all in for my business. I made a decision that I wasn't just going to be okay with making $1,200 a month in my online coaching business. I was like, that's no way to live. I made a decision to commit and to get help. If that meant investing in coaches, taking out loans, I made the decision because that showed the willingness that I wanted to reach my goal. Number two, I set the intention that I was going to start becoming someone that makes 5k and five figures a month. I set the intention. That's how you manifest it. And number three, position myself for yeah, position myself for success. How? Because I started telling friends like, hey, I love all of y'all, but like for the next six months, I'm going balls to the wall in my business. Okay. Don't ask me to come out and put party and club because I'll say yes. So don't ask me. <laughs> but like, I literally from there forward, I was at NeoWare Studios, which is a co-working space that was in the Oviedo Mall, and I was there from like 9 a.m. to sometimes midnight, day in and day out, all through quarantine, a little bit through 2021. I positioned myself for success. I let my family know. I told my boys like, hey guys, I love y'all, but mommy's trying to build this business. So I'm probably gonna be uh, working on the business a lot um, this summer, okay? Position myself for success. Let your family know, let your friends know. Position yourself for success. If you're trying to work on your spirituality, maybe um, set it up so that maybe things that you know let me, I'll, I'll be specific. When this summer I was doing a lot of meditating, a lot of going deep and within and a lot of reconnecting with God and a lot of like self-discovery and trying to get to my highest self and things that I used to watch and be okay with didn't sit well with me anymore. If you're a Christian, you can relate to this. And for those of you that are not Christians that are spiritual, the show Shameless, when I'm depressed, I can binge watch Shameless like nobody's business because it makes me feel better about my own life. And you're like, oh my God, look at these people. But when I'm trying to like tap in, tuned in and get really in touch with the spiritual world, it does not sit well with my soul to just intentionally watch human suffering like at the lowest level. It just didn't, it didn't feed my spirit any. I didn't feel any better about it. And I just, it was one of those things that I had to do. This was me positioning myself. Like it just, I didn't feel like I was sitting or I didn't feel but like it just didn't sit well with my soul. It was not congruent with the, with the, with the mindset and with the lifestyle that I was trying to create. Because personally for me, when I watch shows like Shameless, just to be real with you, I see myself. I see myself in Fiona. I see myself in, in, uh, what's this dude's name? Lip, who's in this new show, the cooking show. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm so happy for him. He's such a great actor. But like, I see myself in those people. And the more that I look at people that I see myself as that are performing low in life, when I start to perform low in life, I like, I kind of, I'm like, oh, well, at least I'm not like the Gallagher's. Like, yeah, I'm doing pretty bad, but like, I'm not that bad. Um, and so then that becomes the new standard for myself. That's not the fucking standard, right? And so position yourself. When you're with your friends, again, who like may uh, participate in certain things that are not necessarily on track with you, and I don't want to scare you. I don't want you to think you have to cut your friends off or that you can never hang out with them again. Um, this is that and the other. Um, that's a whole nother podcast about learning to love people where they are and not trying to take everybody with you and not getting mad that everyone doesn't want to come with you. Lessons Bonnie had to learn. But um, positioning yourself for success to make sure that it actually happens. Set up the conditions for success. If you say that you want to meal prep and you don't have any Tupperware, you have not positioned yourself for success. If you say that you want to exercise and yet it's nowhere in your calendar and nobody in your family knows, you have not just set yourself up for success. If you say that you want to start your business and start working on your business and yet you haven't talked to your employer about maybe getting um, less hours or one day off or something, you have not set yourself up for success. Um, I hope that, that's, that I'm making sense. Okay. Okay, cool. 
So guys, that is all that I have for you today. Um, I I changed the title of this podcast like 30 million times. Who knows what it's going to be? But if you did get value from today, I would love, love, love it if you could go and write a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give me five stars. It's going to help boost the podcast. It's going to help get it to those uh, women or even men that need to hear messages like this on a regular basis. And it's also going to help me because I make like a dollar or something every podcast. Yay, multiple season income. (laughs) Or every time I put an ad on it. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I do want to remind you that we are running the four-day glow-up workshop, and the goal of that is to help women that are struggling to find balance, lose weight, feel, uh, get in their best shape, um, have energy, have confidence, and do it all while also doing it all. Kids, work, family, school, the whole the whole shebang. I get it. I feel you. I, I hear you. I was you. And I want to help you. So that starts tomorrow. If you're not registered for the workshop, you won't get access to the trainings. If you're not able to watch the live uh, workshops, just like you can watch your replay here. You can watch it there, but it will only be available for this week and in this workshop. So if you want more information on that, I will drop the link in the show notes of today's episode. I will drop the link in the comment section of today's live. And again, pass this message along to some lady who needs it. And maybe it's even you. So love you guys have the best day of your entire life. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the podcast. Have the best day of your life. Love you. Bye.